I spent a whole year of my life raising a guide dog. So let me dive into a bit of a personal story here today. Welcome to a Golden Success Podcast, where I'll be sharing the real, raw, and honest accounts of crafting an authentically successful small business, and literally nothing is off limits. I'm Lisa, the founder of Golden Brands, a community and membership platform designed for creatives and small business owners navigating the early stages of their entrepreneurial journey. Join me weekly as we dive into insightful business topics that are going to empower you to take action to get you closer to that authentic version of business success. Hello, welcome back to episode number four. I have a bit of a different format or style of content for you today, but I really wanted to share this with you because over the last week, it was my birthday last week, I turned 35, I've been doing a lot of reflection, which is something I tend to do at the start of the year when we put together our vision and our goals and all of those other great things. I also reflect on, you know, visions and goals that I've had in previous years and what's been really important to me like tuning into my why like why am I doing this business like why am I focusing so much why am I investing all my time energy money into this like what is that purpose what am I going to get out of this because I know it's not just about making money if it was just about making money I would have given up 10 months ago like I would have just went and got a job where I could get paid a lot more money So there needs to be something that drives us, that's bigger than ourselves, that keeps us motivated when times get tough. And for me, when I look back at, you know, those past 11 years that I've been in business, this particular story really stands out to me. And while it's not directly related to my business, it is because of my business that I was able to do that and and why I was able to make this impact. And it taught me so many important lessons and it taught me that I know that my business needs to have a purpose bigger than myself. One of my key values for Golden Brands is to serve and I know that I get so much joy out of serving others and seeing others succeed and that has been a really big driving force for me. In this business to keep going. Every single success story that I get, every single kind message like Instagram DM or email, every time I see our members succeeding because of a collaboration or a partnership or connection they've made in Golden Brands or a resource that they have been able to utilize or a masterclass that they've been able to learn something from, it truly makes me so, so happy. And it's what drives me to keep going when times get tough and I have those really crap days. And I think that has been what lacked from my previous businesses and why I have ended them or sold them because I didn't really have that purpose or why I wasn't, I guess I was kind of making an impact in some way, but not in the way that I wanted to be making an impact. And I just didn't find those businesses overly satisfying to give all of my time and energy into. So I didn't really see that I could do them long term. Whereas this business I have today, this is something that I could see myself doing long term because I can see that it would constantly evolve and grow as I do. So let me share the story with you because it's something that's truly really close to my heart. It almost makes me cry every time I share the story because it just brings me like so much joy and happiness. So I don't share this, of course, to boast in any way or to make 
you think like I don't want you to think oh gosh Lisa's such an amazing person because of doing this really kind gesture like that's not why I'm sharing this story I honestly feel like I got more from this experience than the organization or the person that ended up with the guide dog so as I said I learned so much about what it means to have a purpose bigger than myself I learned a lot about being consistent about being disciplined and being so committed to making an impact, no matter how small that felt at the time. I, through this story and journey that I went through, I had the ability to give someone the power of sight and freedom back in their lives. So this was a person that I didn't know that was going to be potentially matched with this dog, but just knowing that I could help one person in such a big way, it kept me going and it kept me 100% committed to this opportunity. So let's share how this all came about. Where I lived in Brisbane, we were really close to the guide dogs like headquarters for the state that we lived in. And I used to drive past this billboard all the time about, it had this huge sign on it saying like, looking for guide dog puppy raises for the year ahead. Um, come along to our info night and then I had like the dates and I used to see this all the time and I just kind of like ignored it I had actually just started my wedding planning and styling business at this time so I just kind of ignored it but I had this feeling like I should do some volunteer work while I'm trying to build and grow this business so while I was reasonably busy in that first year my husband worked away at the time I was pretty lonely during the work week like I didn't want to spend 24-7 working on my business. I felt like I needed something else and I had like some extra free time. I'm like, why not give this back to an organization and volunteer so I can, you know, help help someone else in, in some way. You know, I've always felt like charities don't need more money. They need more people helping them. Um, well, often that's the case from what I've seen. So I saw this sign and I'm like, okay. I kept seeing it like every single day I drove past it. Okay, I'll go along to the information night and just see what this is all about. I actually had no intention of signing up, but it was like on a Tuesday evening, I had nothing else to do. I'm like, okay, I'll go along and see what this is all about. So I went along to this information night. There might have been about 20 people there. And when we got into this hall, they told us that they were going to play a video for us. So they turned all the lights off, they had the projector at the front, they played this video, and the video was the most emotional thing I have ever seen in my life. I still nearly cried just thinking about it. It was so, like, sad, but in a, in a good way. It, had this, it was just beautiful, this beautiful story, and it showed guide dogs being matched with children, with teenagers, with like young adults, um, retired um, couples. It showed how a guide dog can transform the lives of so many different people from a young child or teenager to someone who's in their 30s or 40s with their own family to someone who might be retired at 60 or 70 who's needing that assistance. So it showed the impact that a guide dog can have in so many different people's lives and it was like the most emotional video I've ever seen. Like I had tears streaming down my face when I watched this video and I looked around and everyone was crying. Like everyone was crying in the room. It was um, 
yeah, it was just like absolutely beautiful story. So I was also the only one in the room that was in their 20s. Everyone else in that room that was going along to volunteer would have been in their 60s plus. So I did feel a little bit out of place just being there. But after seeing this video, I'm like, I can't not sign up to this. So I signed up at that info night. I filled in all my paperwork and not really knowing what would come of it, like what you actually need to do to raise a guide dog. I'm sure they probably did tell you a bit of information that night, but I was probably still just trying to like wipe my tears off my face from the emotional video that I probably didn't actually pay a lot of attention to that. So I gave them all my paperwork. I committed right there on the spot. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. If they call me up and say they've got a guide dog for me, yeah, I'm going to do it. And they did call me up and they did tell me that they had a guide dog for me that they feel would be a really good fit for me. And I went, I remember um, the lady who I was meeting with, um, she was lovely, her name was Kathy. I went to meet Kathy and she gave me like the rundown on what I would need to do. And there was a little bit more than what I thought there would be. I might get some of this information wrong because it was quite a few years ago now. I was 24, 25 when I signed up to raise a guide dog. So apologies if I get any of these details wrong, but from memory, I wasn't allowed to leave my guide dog for that whole 10 months that I was to have him. I wasn't allowed to leave him for more than three to four hours at one given time. So I wasn't allowed to just to go out for a whole day or go away for a weekend and leave him with my husband. Like that was not allowed. I had to take him everywhere with me. Every, you literally actually could take them everywhere with you. You could take them to the supermarket, to cafes, they were allowed to go everywhere. So I took him everywhere with me. I had to take him on a walk in a public place every single day for that whole 10 months. So I took him to a shopping center every single morning for 10 months. We walked around the shopping center. We went to the supermarket. We went to some shops. We went to get a coffee or a boost juice. Or like we went and did that. It was our little routine every single morning for 10 months. So I didn't leave him for more than three or four hours, that whole 10 months. I I don't even know how I managed to do my weddings at this time, but I did have casual staff who helped me, so I must have just made it work. I don't remember it being a big problem. Um, I was also in the quite early stages of business, so I perhaps didn't have a huge amount of weddings in that time. And there were also lots of other, like, just rules for having a guide dog, like everything from, like, they're never allowed to go swimming, you're not allowed to throw them a ball, they're not allowed on your furniture, they have a very, very strict diet, you're not allowed to greet them when you walk into the house, like just some really random things, like they have to learn how to go to the toilet on command, so you've got to use like certain command words when you take them to go to the toilet, like it, there was quite a lot to learn, and I had um, a lovely guy called Brendan who used to come and meet with me I think it was every fortnight, like especially in the early stages, he would come to my house and check in how I was going and he would help teach me everything I needed to know about how to train this guide dog for the first um, year of his life. And this is really important because you have to set the guide dog up for success and only about 40 to 50% of guide dogs actually make it as a guide dog. So you could spend all of this time and then they go into their intensive training at the end with a trained, um, like with a trainer at the guide dog headquarters. So I believe that was like another five or so months that they go into this like intensive training. You could do all of that 
and then they don't make it. They don't pass as a guide dog. So then they don't get matched with anyone. And it costs about $40,000, well, it did at the time, to raise a guide dog. So that's what the, the organization pays. So they invest a lot into each of these dogs. So I knew that this is something I had to take seriously. This is something that I had to commit to because I could do all of this and my guide dog might not make it. And while I love the idea of keeping my guide dog because I was so attached to him, his name was Drake, by the way, and I didn't name him. He came with that name. He was Black um, Labrador Retriever Cross and his name was Drake and he was just a beautiful, beautiful dog. Um, and the most beautiful personality. So I took this very seriously because I wanted my guide dog to make it. Um, as much as that part of me like, oh, if he fails, I get to potentially keep him. So much has been invested into this dog for him to succeed. And I know that there will be someone on a wait list waiting for this dog. So I had to do everything in my power to make this a success. And that, I think it was about 10 months or so he was actually with me. But it was a big commitment, like taking him out every single morning, doing his walk, like the commands, like teaching him all the things that I was told that I needed to be responsible for teaching him. But it showed me like the power of consistency, um, discipline. And I think that was really important for me to go through that because I... Up until that point, you know, I didn't really have anything in my life that served a purpose bigger than myself. I, I didn't have children. It was just me. I was probably a bit selfish with my time, with my money, with my energy, like everything. And this really taught me to be a bit more selfless. And I guess it taught me to think about other people in a different way, if that makes sense. Like I could see that even though there was this stranger out there on this wait list waiting for this particular dog, that this was my responsibility to do that for this person. Like, I didn't know if they were a good person or not. Like No one knows that, but I knew that I had to do everything in my power to make this a success. Drake and I <laughs> went on with life. Drake would come hang out in my office all day, we would do this walk, he would come down to my garage where I would create flowers for weddings, like put together all my styling pieces, he was there with me 24-7, like he did not leave my side, we went and got coffees in the morning and we sat at the cafe together and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you've got a guide dog, and like would just completely like woo over him and he loved it, but it was a beautiful experience to go through. And then... Ten months later, the day had come that that Drake was going back to the guide dog's like headquarters for his like more intensive training that he does with a guide dog trainer, and they work together to get him ready to then be matched with someone who is visually impaired. At this stage, I still had absolutely no idea if he was going to make it or not, and that day that I had to <laughs> give him back. Oh my gosh, that was the hardest day. I think that's actually been like the hardest day of my life to date. I just didn't realize like how attached I would get to a dog. Like, I'd never really been a dog person before that. I had a cat. Um, 
and I just didn't realize like this was on a whole new level than just having a dog because this was a dog that I had with me 24-7 like he was a constant companion like I me and him were joined to the hip literally like he was there with me I had his lead and he would wear like his little vest when he would go out to the shops like we would he would be there he would sit in the front of the car with me like he would be by my side every single day for that period that he lived with us so giving him back oh my gosh it was so so hard so I remember we walked into the guide dog's headquarters and they were there waiting for us at a picnic table and they gave me like a, a photo of him and a frame and like a certificate and then they would take him on his lead and he would like just trot off all happy because he loved going there because um, you know there's lots of other dogs around so he was all happy and I was like he didn't even like look back to, to see me like he didn't even know what was happening. Um, so yes it was very very emotional but also just very rewarding in that moment because I knew that I had committed I had done everything I could and then the rest was kind of out of my control from there so then one day I got a call it must have been about four months or so later um, that he had made it as a guide dog such an amazing call to get he had made it as a guide dog and he had been matched with um, a visually impaired man who I believe he must have been in maybe in his 60s or so um, lovely man I did get to meet him um, he had older children and grandchildren so Drake was going to be surrounded with this beautiful family they lived in far north Queensland and they were just a lovely lovely family so I got to go along to Drake's graduation, maybe about a couple months after this, after he got matched with um, the lovely man in North Queensland. Yes, they do have a graduation ceremony, like just like you would at a university, where they dogs get dressed up in their um, like guide dog vests and they get to go on stage with their owner and they get a certificate and a medal. Yeah, it was the most <laughs> cutest thing you could imagine. So I did get to go along and see Drake one last time. So I sat in that auditorium. Um, I was actually towards the back and I was like the whole time I could see him like walk down the aisle to go up to the front when they called out his name and they shared a little bit about his story and about the man that had been matched with him. They went up on stage and got their medal. He was all excited. <laughs> and then after the ceremony, everyone went outside and I did get to meet um, his owner and his wife. And they did get to Pat Drake and like see him that one last time. Um, I don't know if he remembered exactly who I was. Like he kind of sniffed my legs a bit and like got excited, but I couldn't really tell if he remembered me or not because they're still very young at that age. So they often don't remember people like just from that six months that is gone. Um, so it was hard to tell, but either way, it was incredible to see him one last time. So that's my story of raising a guide dog and I would absolutely do this again you can't actually have a guide dog with young children so when that opportunity and I don't even know if you can do it where I live in New Zealand now but if there was an opportunity I would absolutely do it again and regardless I am always kind of keeping an eye out for different volunteer work even though I really don't have capacity at the moment but certainly down the track I will definitely be looking at doing more volunteer work 
because I just know how rewarding it is to be able to give back and to be able to make the di a difference in the lives of others and to help a charitable organization potentially grow or you know be able to offer different services or opportunities for the people that they serve. There's so many ways that we can get involved with our local community and giving back and something I would love to encourage you just to think about if any ever like an opportunity presents itself or you see a local organization looking for volunteers like just put your hand up maybe give it a go even if it's just for six months or so like I can promise you you will find it so rewarding and there'll be something that you gain from it a lesson that you learn or something that comes from it that you might not necessarily expect so it has really helped me in business in so many different ways taught me some really valuable lessons and really made me think about my why and why I'm doing the things I'm doing why am I spending my days like this or why am I you know giving my time and energy or money into investing in certain things like it's made me think not just about the life I want for myself and my family but how I also want to be making a contribution in a positive way to other people's lives and to be making an impact in my local community. And I know there's so many more things I could be doing um, and it's something I'm always exploring and thinking about and it really keeps me motivated to keep pursuing my dream with Golden Brand. So I hope you've enjoyed this little episode. I know it's a bit different to probably the usual content that I'll be sharing, but I hope that you found it an interesting story to listen to on your walk or your car ride this morning. Um, yeah, I will talk to you all again very soon.